watch out for the motorcycles. They better watch out for me. And welcome back to another episode of the Indiana Jones Universe, a podcast in which we learn more about the character of Indiana Jones, exploring other content in the Indiana Jones Universe. As always, I'm Will. And I'm Max. And thanks for joining us for episode 26, in which today we're continuing our discussion of the young Indiana Jones television series as we're looking at chapter 10, The Phantom Train of Doom, a very interesting and exciting episode as Indy and Remy are now in Africa. And they have two missions in which they meet a British crew called the Old and the Bold. Yes. And actually uh, go uh, to try to stop a German artillery gun uh, from actually getting to Europe. And they also try to stop a German military officer, Colonel von Leto. And this is a very interesting story. Uh, one of the original episodes that actually appeared uh, in the 90s uh, to kind of resurrect the series. Uh, we've been mentioning how when the show started in 1992, each episode was titled with a date and location. So, for example, Verdun 1916, and then it was 45 minutes, just a first half. Here you'll notice there's no transition and no two different locations. This was one of the episodes called a TV movie of the week that tried to kind of, like, resurrect the series uh, after it had been canceled. And so you'll notice that this is just one long, continuous story, and these are some of the episodes that kind of gave them the idea to re-edit it into this format that we see today. So this is one of those episodes that is just one long, continuous story, and I think this is one of the most interesting episodes yet, and let's just jump right in, shall we? Yeah, I think we should. Now, we start with this beautiful opening scene with some... Well, okay, the beginning music with the opening scene of, you know, the beachfront and just this, like, castle kind of thing, and just all this beautiful architecture, it starts with kind of scary music. A little it does. Bit. It but starts I'll... with, I think, the, the Phantom Train of Doom theme when they actually right. see the train later. Right. Now, something I found interesting, it's scary, but it also it changes into like a happy mood and then a, a more mysterious and then happy and then mysterious. It's interesting. The music it's... in this one is really, really good. Yes. It definitely stands out. I noticed that as well when you talk about you know, how the music has a role in this show. Right. I definitely... Uh, saw, the music was more evident in this one. Yes, it must. And it was much more evident than our last. I also noticed anyway. a lot of matte paintings in this one. For whatever reason, from Demons of Deception, which we just watched a few weeks ago, now I'm starting to notice these. That opening scene was actually a little bit of a matte painting in the background there. It was. Uh, I did not notice yes, that. Yes, with that, I think it was the soldiers at sea, as I like to call it. Oh. Uh, and they have the large font with the music right there. You know, Phantom Train of Doom. Right. And what is interesting is we see the credits, of course, and uh, me being, in the, of course, obsessed with Young Indy, I always notice the credits, and uh, many of you will probably notice that actor Paul Freeman has a role, and uh, Paul Freeman uh, played Belloc in Raiders of the Lost Ark, and in this episode, he actually reprises his role as Frederick Salou, who was from uh, Chapter 2, Passion for Life, if you remember yes. when Indy uh, met uh, Teddy Roosevelt in... Uh, that episode, Frederick Salou was also working with him. And so we see that here, uh, basically, kind of towards the beginning of the episode, and they and he is basically in charge of the old and the bold. Right. This, you know, crew of uh, Fusiliers. And so the we really kind of jump into this immediately as we get directly to Indy. Some of these episodes I've noticed uh, kind of almost drag out the opening, right? We see different scenes. We don't know what's going on. Here we get right down to business. Right. You know, <laughs> it, it really just gets started quickly as... Remy mentions that he's always wanted to come to Africa, and we then we see this whole like briefing area in this large crowd scene. Right, and they're you know they're telling all the guys their assignments, right? Yeah. And Indy and Remy have been assigned to well, they just came on a train. Now they're going somewhere else again. Right. You know, they're supposed to. I can't remember where they're exactly supposed to go to, but they're well, they were going to Lake Victoria. Yeah, that's, Lake Victoria. Thank right. you. Right, and one thing that's very important that we want to mention in this one is they're actually promoted to lieutenants. Yes. Uh, because they've been transferred to a different kind of sector, I guess, from the Belgian army to here in Africa, and they've actually been promoted to lieutenants. Yes. Uh, however, Indy and Remy this time go alone, and uh, immediately we start with uh, going to this uh, train station, which is very cool, uh, and they ask where the train is. Right. You know, there's these two conductors kind of standing there, 
and they jump on that train, and immediately they're like, wait a second, that's the wrong train! Right, and they're like, oh, well. Oh, well, we'll know. figure it out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. well, they might figure it out, Right. as we'll see soon. And but you see this great scenery of the African countryside. Oh, my gosh, and, it's so beautiful. Like, the giraffes, the hippos, right. the rhinos, you know, right, the elephants. Everything. everything. It's so, so beautiful. I think they this part they actually did film in Africa. They did. That would be it, awesome to ride on that train and just it, it look at all the countryside as you're riding by. Exactly, and... One of the things I wanted to bring up, too, is I, I found this interesting. We talked about how uh, Frederick Salute was coming back. Yes. I think back to Passion for Life. That was in a very similar climate. Oh, yeah, it was. So I, I thought that that was interesting. That It was in Africa. Point. Where was it? It, it was, was in Africa. Oh, it was. But at that so when they actually returned. Right. But at that time, it was British to East Africa because this is before the war. Oh, yeah. So keep that in mind, right, so, which is interesting. But I thought it was interesting that they had... Uh, Paul Freeman come back in that same role in the same location, right? Right, which was interesting. And so, immediately they start looking at this map, and Indy, you know, clearly is like, oh, you know, everything's fine. We're going the right way. Remy kind of is a little bit suspicious. He's like, I don't know if we're going the right way here. And that was one of the first things that made them figure out that they were going the wrong direction as they end up in the middle of nowhere. Right. <laughs> and so they talk to this guy who was at this other camp, right? Yeah, he's and kind he's of like, like a local. Yeah, and he's like, you need to go on this train, right? And it's like, go, it's about to leave. But keep in mind also, they're not even speaking in the same language. No. Which is impressive. Now, Indy, I guess, speaks whatever language the local guy does, or at least a little bit of it. Um, yeah. Because he's able to communicate, obviously. And they jump on the train, and the guy runs out, he's like, no, that's the wrong train. And right. And he's like, ugh. Well, so, I, mean, I, I found it funny how they, Indy was so, like, precise and clear about the directions, right? He knew exactly where they were going, right? right. He had it all laid out, and then he just jumps on a train. Like, there's more than a multiple trains. Yeah, there. I mean, this is not, um, it was funny. this isn't Last Crusade, uh, the prologue in Last Crusade, where you just jump on a random train with a bunch of snakes and you have to tame a lion. I don't no, right, it's exactly. It's... You, there's obviously a designated train you're supposed to go on, not just a <laughs> passing by one. Right. Anyway. Exactly. <laughs> and what I found interesting about this is that they opened up with this. Because they could have just said, oh, you know, Indy is going to go on this crew with the Old and the Bold. Because we talk about how the, the idea of incorporating this crew called the Old and the Bold really kind of added that comic relief aspect. Yes, to yes this. it did. And I found that it added even more comic relief. To the fact that they weren't even supposed to be with the old and the bold. Right. Right? So I like that they added that whole, they go on the wrong train thing, everything's messed up, because it does make it seem like it's a little bit different than what's actually supposed to be happening. Right. So I like that they did that. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, they just, if they had opened with the old and the bold, I don't think it would have been as interesting. Like, this really leads up to how they met the old and the bold, how Indy, you know, reunites with the guy who from Passion for Life, and exactly. all that. It really... You know, it's very interesting. Speaking of reuniting, uh, they when they're on the wrong train for the second time now, um, <laughs> it just breaks down in the middle of nowhere. And they're right. like, and Remy's like, oh, great. Right. And he's like, how long will it take for the repairman? Oh, two weeks. Two weeks? Right. Well, we gotta... shot. And yeah, so, exactly. you know, he's like, well, and, you know, Indy's, you know, looking at the map. And he's like, well, if we head 10 miles this way, there's yeah. a track that runs parallel. Speaking of which, that old map that he has in his hand, Look at that! That's awesome. Yes, that, a great that is graph. awesome. It's like this old, like woven map. It's like very authentic. Love that. Right. So they start heading ten miles. Right. As Indy way. is following this awesome map, by the way. Right. I would, it's kind of like the notebook you have. You know, I'd love to yeah, get one if, if they have. You know, exactly. like replicas or and whatever. I of loved it. that sunset as they passed by with one of the tracks, Velt Voyages. That you know they were going. Right, yes. They think they're going the right way. Right. They see that sunset, and it's just, oh, it's great. But then it has to be ruined by the Right, Remy's like, if that's west, you bonehead, we're going right. the wrong way, he says. You know, exactly. like... You, and, you know, it's funny, because the, the more and more we see Remy in this episode, the more he's like, I don't... He's not very similar to Indy. No. You know? So it's funny, it's funny that they go along, because, you know... It, these like small arguments that Indy always has, like Indy and his father, for example. Yes, they always have these which small they actually arguments. reference uh, a little later in this episode. Yeah, exactly. And so they they talk about that. So I, I really like that Indy and Rennie kind of had that almost a little bit of argumentative relationship in a in a sense, I guess. Yes, uh, and, and I love that the elephants everywhere, the giraffes, the zebras. All yeah, that. just that. I mean, those shots are really good. Right, that authentic African countryside is really you know. Really, right, this real, kind of safari area. Right, it really, you know, adds to the credibility and, you know, it really, 
I don't know how to put it. It really is awesome just to see it. You know, like exactly. It, it, I mean, you talk about we we talked about this in a lot of in our soundtrack reviews. How the music really has to convey a sense of mood, and it right. really has to go with the adventure. It, it, that's what I find here. Like, especially considering the one thing I wanted to bring up as we get just in the first couple minutes here that I noticed. This episode specifically was very different from anything we've ever seen so far. Yeah, I mean, right? it's... even with Sean Patrick Flannery, even with Corey Carrier in the beginning, this episode was really a complete contrast to what we've seen so far. Right. And I really liked the difference in location. Right. You've been in Europe for a while, right? Basically, most of the show we've been in Europe, besides Princeton and Mexico. Right. Um, and now we're in Africa, which it it I, I've mentioned this before too. I really like that this show has that sense of adventure. Each episode. Feels like one long adventure, right? It's kind does. of a combination. So we were just in Paris, you know. Now, okay, you almost feel like you're moving with Indy, right. through the adventure, and I really liked that. That, yeah, that's the that's the beauty of all these episodes. You really feel like you're on an indie adventure just watching it. You know, you're going, you're, you know, you're along for the ride in Indy's timeline of his, you know, childhood and exactly. you know, teenage and through exactly. the war years, obviously. Now. As they're watching the sunset and Indy and Remy's, you know, having a little fit about Indy uh, getting them lost for, what, the fourth time now? Or right. third time? <laughs> for however many times. They get caught spying on the uh, camp. And there's like... Right, is they it, see this camp on the way. They're like, is it German? And then they hear... And they turn around. Right. And there's a guy who has a gun. Right. And they walk in. And the reason they notice the camp is because they heard some... Like one of Rossini's operas playing. Yes, they, uh, that was hilarious. They, uh, <laughs> they hear Figaro actually is what is playing. Uh, right. If you if you listen as they're walking by the showers, you can hear Figaro, Figaro, you know. But I love how they can just hear me. They're like, "Do you hear music?" And like, they, we're in the middle of a safari. Like, right? Why is there music playing? Right. And so we go into this camp, and I really like how this camp really felt. We got that kind of mysterious feel here, uh, because clearly we're not Germans. Right. And it's almost as if, I was thinking about this, if it was a German camp, like, oh, it's a German camp. You know what I mean? Yeah. Here, we don't even know what's going on. Right. That even brought more of the suspense, rather, had it been an actual German camp. So, I really like that as well, and we keep going, and uh, all of a sudden, we see a couple guys. Right? right. And one of them is an American. Right. And he asks Indy some questions and things like that. And, you know, kind of talks to him and, you know, what are you doing here? We, well, we got lost with the Belgian army, all that. Uh, we, we need to find our way back, right? This is not like, you know, he's not trying to stay right. here in any way. And so they have to see the commanding officer. And Indy and Remy go, and that's when he notices it's uh, Frederick Salou from Patrick Right, Light. and he's like, hey, you, do you remember me? And he's like, I'm sorry, who are you? And he's like, uh, you know, Indiana Jones, Henry Jones Jr. Oh, yeah, you're, yeah. you're Henry. Yeah, you're Henry Jones' professor, right? Right. His son. Uh, and they explain the situation got lost, right? <laughs> They're part of the Belgian army. And, you know, the funny thing I noticed when uh, Salou said Belgian army, I've noticed this now ever since we they joined the Belgian army. Everyone says it the same, with, with like the same like... Tone. Tone. They're like, the Belgian army? Like, <laughs> why are you in the Belgian <laughs> right, army? Because, like... no, because at this time in the war, and we learned this in Demons of Deception, the Belgians didn't really have a strong part yet. Right. right. They're working with the French. They're not on their own fighting for anything. They're just they're just helping another country. Right. And so it was that idea, right? They was like, the Belgian army, right? Exactly. So I just thought that was funny. And, and also something I found funny, he's like, he explained how, you know, Indian Remy are lost, and he's like, if I remember correctly, you were lost last time I saw you. Right! <laughs> that was hilarious. Uh, flashback to when Indy escapes pretty much every single episode when he's Corey Carrier. Right. Anyway. I thought that was hilarious. Right. I'm glad I mean, you brought that up. Just... In the American, too, uh, you know, he explains, he's like, you know, we're supposed to be in Lake Victoria. He's like, man, that's 300 miles from here. When you boys get lost, you don't mess that's around. <laughs> yeah. I, I right. started laughing. And, uh, uh, that was hilarious, too. Yes. And, I, and this opening of this episode was great. And I, I just loved, I just loved it because it was so different. And you know, to meet Salu, that was great. You know, cause meanwhile Remy's like, "Who's this guy?" Right? Right. And he, you know, knows him and all that. And so, meanwhile, they're talking about how they need someone who can, who knows trains and can speak German. Right. And basically, this crew called the Old and the Bold, and we learn this a little bit later in the episode. Uh, all of them were soldiers. Some of them were soldiers uh, for the British. Others were just other guys. 
and no one really wanted them. They're all kind of old, retired guys. Right. And that's how they formed their own kind of, like, regiment, I guess. Yeah, I mean, as in the, the army old, or whatever, yeah, you know? Yeah, the old and the bold. And so each guy is responsible for, you know, their own assignment. They have one sort of specialty. And so now they need an extra guy who knows about trains and can speak German for this German artillery gun that's right. on the Phantom Train of Doom itself. Now, luckily, Indy is both of those things. Right, exactly. And so this is, he's like, you know, they ask him, do you happen to be able to speak German or know anything about trains? And he's like, oh, yeah. And so that's when they're like, wait a second. And I think that, I think they actually lied here because he asked, okay, well, how is that going to help us get us back? You know, great to see you, but we need to get back to the Belgian army. Right. And he's like, uh, oh dear, our supply truck isn't due in for a few weeks. Why don't you just come with us, you know? <laughs> yes. Exactly. I thought that was hilarious. And so he comes with them in a van as uh, this theme plays for just this group of old men. And like you said, the old geezers. Right. right. You the know? old and the bold. The old and the bold. And so they get in this van and, you know, they're going to go see another officer. Right. Like maybe he can give them some help. One you that's... Know? Yeah, they're one. They're uh, on the beat. They're gonna ride this van to the beachfront, right, where the uh, yeah. where the actual commanding officers and stuff like that, the and, higher rank is. Exactly. And on the way there, there was another hilarious quote that I listened and found as I as I was watching this thing that I forgot about the first time I watched this. Uh, as they get in the van with all the, the guys, you know, uh, Donald is the guy who's driving the car, right? right? And uh, someone asks, shortcut, sir? He says, by all means. And they go off the road in <laughs> into the safari itself. Right. right. Which was hilarious. And then we get, like you said, to this beach area, which actually is also a map painting. Right. It is a map. Oh, that's interesting. Because what you actually see is you see, like, people fighting in the water. But that's interesting. It's, yeah, they, it's they like... did, like, some sort of digital animation with it in terms of they blend the map painting, a little bit of the set. Because you notice, one of the things that's easy to tell with these map paintings, and I'll be honest with you, originally, I thought I would hate this idea of the map paintings. But now that I look at it, it's kind of cool. It's kind of cool that they put it in there, as, as much as it's not a real set, because you'll notice it, it's these over, like, it's, it's these kind of looking over something, or looking at something, and you'll notice that kind of grainy texture. Yeah, and now what, thinking back, it does look it does look like a matte painting if you really try and focus, but the, to the casual viewer, you would really not notice it, and that's why it's so good to have them, Exactly, you know? and it had that little bit of detail there, so which is really, really nice, and so then they kind of get to this area, and they go down into this trench area, and there's actually this battle going on as they arrive, basically. And uh, he says, hang on, we're going to go play a little dodgeball. Right. <laughs> Which was a great quote as well. And they go through these trenches, and they get out of the truck, and then they start talking about the actual German artillery gun itself as they meet with... Uh, a few of the officers that are down there. And, you know, once they're down there, all the generals and the uh, higher ranking converge. And something I noticed, one of the uh, officers there is actually the doctor yes. from Trenches of Hell. Yes, you... Uh, <laughs> good catch on that one. You may have I noticed. I love the doctor, but he's yeah. actually much different in this episode. Well, that's one thing I wanted to mention here is you'll notice that the same actor who played the... I like just I just call him the fast talking doctor by this point. Yes. Who, who I impersonated in one of our episodes here. Yes. Uh, he actually reappears here now in a different role, and I was and Indy never noticed him because if you remember, he talked to Indy pretty right. often, right? He was the one who told them what the graveyards were for, all that back right. in the trenches. So I'm guessing they just reused the same actor in a different role. I don't think that in the show. It was the same person, if you know what I mean. Right. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Because Indy didn't recognize him or anything at all. So, no. But that was funny. I did like that they were in there. And so, uh, going off of that, now they start explaining about these large cannons. And they basically can, like, fire from 30 miles away. Right. Like, this is insane, insane technology. Right. And I mean, they th figure out a plan to get the gun from the inland territory. Right. Now, keep in mind, the Germans here are much more advanced than, like, the Belgian, the French, and the British. Even though they're, like, basically on their own with, like, a few small armies with them, they're much more advanced in terms of technology. Like, they have cannons, again, that you can fire from 30 miles away. Yeah. And, you know, machine guns and all this other stuff. Meanwhile, we're here with, you know, rifles shooting at exactly. them. Exactly. Right? And so this is one of those things where it's, like, very similar to what we saw uh, in one of our earlier episodes as well. Like, we can't let the Germans get hold of this, right? Right. This demon's a deception, right? There was that big Bertha, right? Which was that another huge gun, right? So that's the whole idea here. And so immediately they introduced the crew. Right. right? Who, what everyone does. And they said, here we have Henry Jones Jr. 
who can speak German and is our train expert. And, he, and then he's like, uh, excuse me? He's like, yeah, well, you volunteered. Um, hold on now. I need to get back to the Belgian army. That was the whole reason we came here. And so... It's a, Frederick Salou basically just forces Indy into it. Yeah, I mean, Frederick right. Salou is basically, he's kind of playing Indy the entire time. Literally, but it's it's funny because Salou gets a kick out of it, right? Right, I mean, it's hilarious. And so they go to get their resources, and Indy's very upset. Yeah. Right? He's clearly upset. They go to get their resources, and the American, you know, he grabs a dynamite, and he's like, don't get these wet. Right, he's like, as they're in there. He's like, I'm not going to load these in the bag. I'm going back to the Belgian army. And he's, yeah. And, and they talk to him, and he's like, and starts loading stuff in the right. bag. And he's like, well, and then I they go mode. back to Remy, and you know, he's like, you know, I'm gonna be gone for a day or two. He's like, what? <laughs> right. Which gets worse at the end. Exactly. But, um, and so Indy just agrees to go with them, and so they get on the horses, and the American goes, "Tally ho!" <laughs> yeah, I love. It. Well, he he says it, but he right. says it in the most amazing way, right? After exactly. the car is blown up, they have to ride horses out to wherever they're going, right? Yeah. And they're riding right in the middle of the crossroad, and he goes, Talio! Like, right. like, we're in the middle of the Wild West. I'm like, <laughs> literally. well, here comes the rodeo. You're right. <laughs> I just started laughing so hard. I had to literally. pause the episode so You're I could, right. you know, catch my breath. It was... and, and that's one of the tracks, as we play one of my favorite tracks, Tally Ho. And yes. they go across the desert, and the transition from the music... Right as the sunset goes over there. Yes, oh, I love that. Yes, it's so amazing. And we get to uh, the camp, and where, you know, the, they start talking, and uh, and he's like, what's the plan? And, you know, it was like, well, we're old geezers. We're making up as we go, you right. know? <laughs> and they, and then that's when Indy starts asking, why did you guys form the Old Revolt? How, how did that even happen, right? Right. And, uh, you know, they started mentioning that they kind of formed their own regiment, basically. Right. And um, then we transition to the next scene in which Indy actually ends up getting the dynamite wet on accident. Sadly enough, yes. Right, and so the guy is, of course, furious. They're like, why'd you let it get wet? Why is it, it shouldn't even be on the ground? You know, like, exactly. he's really wet because, I mean, if you've ever tried to light, light something on fire that's wet, it doesn't work out too well. Right, exactly. And one of the things I wanted to bring up that I noticed here, and especially in this next scene, Indy is a lot different in this one. Yes, he is. He's now, towards the end, he gets back to, I think, what he was. But he, what I didn't like about this episode, and this was one of the only things I didn't like about it, to be honest, was the fact that I feel like Indy was just... He didn't... When I think of Indy and what we've seen, and what I really liked about Sean Patrick Flannery from you know these first kind of uh, you know three, four episodes that we've seen him in the role of Indiana Jones, I liked his independence... And his, um, almost like, uh, his, his, you know, his, just his independence, I guess, is really the thing I liked about him most. Is just his willingness and desire, his perseverance. Right. You know? And his, he was driven on his own. Whereas here, he was just complaining the whole time. You know, oh, I don't want to be here. You know, I just, I don't know. I, I feel like it would have been more engaging for the audience yeah. Indy actually enjoyed being part of the old Yeah, world. I definitely he, agree. Like, obviously, he was supposed to be with the Belgian Army, obviously. That's it, right? But I, I really would have liked... Because eventually, towards the end, Indy kind of, you know, has a soft spot for them. Right. But at the beginning, he just hates the old and bold crew. And I thought it would have been more fun if Indy actually kind of went along with the whole thing. Because these guys provided that kind of comic relief. And I feel like Indy was just kind of dragged behind, in a sense. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, he wasn't exact. I feel like he wasn't as funny in this episode. Yeah. Also, you know, like, he's a he lot more... He ma- like himself. Yeah, he's a lot more mature, which I guess could be a good thing, but it's also a bad thing, because, I mean, something I love about this series is he's hilarious. He either gets lost, or he's... So in the beginning, he's kind of himself, but a, a lot of the time when he's with the old and the bold and, try, and not with the Belgian army, he doesn't seem himself, which I guess kind of makes sense, because he's kind of mad. He's trying to get back to the Belgian army, so he right. doesn't get shot for desertion or whatever. But I feel like they could have made it, you know... And there are some, uh, get, don't get me wrong, there are some hilarious scenes with him in the old the bull, but right. I feel like they could have made it just a tad more upbeat in some of the, uh, you know, darker scenes, I guess you could say. Exactly, and so we go to this next scene here, and, you know, they're going to go into this kind of camp area. Right. And so Indy's like, what's the plan? He's like, what do you mean? We're making it up as we go, yet again. And so <laughs> they decide, all three of them are like, do you guys know the song, Oh, Tannenbaum? Yeah, and so they start, st- and so one of them has you know some like bottle of liquor or whatever, 
And so the three of them <laughs> singing. I forgot about this scene actually. They start singing O Tannenbaum while stumbling and acting like they're right, super so, duper drunk. And then so I, you know, one guy is holding the liquor to make it seem like they're drunk. Right. Meanwhile, they're just rousing in, and you know, yeah, and the garden German is like, these guys are drunk as monkeys, you know. Right. I he's mean, like, and so. He's and, like, and he gives the the guard liquor, and he's like, he's not usually this generous. Exactly, and so they pass right on through. I'm surprised, actually. I thought they, they would have the been caught, but they're like, oh, it's just another couple of Germans. I mean, they had German uniforms, but yeah. if you remember back from Trenches of Hell when he gets caught and he's in that, you know, inescapable prison, prison that's right, right? That's right. He's like, if you try to pass as Germans, you will be shot. If you try to escape, you will be shot, blah, 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 yeah. you know? And here it's just like, well, you know, it's it's just a cakewalk, you know, walking exactly. right into the camp, <laughs> no issues at all, you know? Right, and so they get through the barrier, and uh, they begin uh, stealing, you know, some paper, and they eventually steal a car, right? As Donald just like, let's steal a car! <laughs> right, now something I wanted to mention, they're stealing toilet paper, he's like, stealing toilet paper? And he's like, he's, he's and he's like, oh no. Yeah. And then some guy comes behind and just knocks the crap out of him. And he's right. like, well, there's that. What's, there's that. He's like, I forget. I can't remember what he says, but he says something hilarious. He's like, sometimes we got to help each other. or Something along those lines. Yeah. And then just walks right it's out. Hilarious. But what, what's interesting about that whole thing is the, uh, the the paper that they actually use is just old documents. And that helps them later in the episode, which we'll see. And so then they meet up at the track. Right. Right? All of them. And so this is where they're trying to find the actual phantom train itself right um and so then uh indy goes with another guy and they kind of you know take one of those uh we saw it in my first adventure it's it's one of those trains that you know you you know uh with the lever that you push with your hand i forgot what it's called oh um uh hand car that's yeah something like that yeah and so they take that and they go up and you know, meanwhile, the, the the other guys have gone in the car and meet them at the other end. Right. And so Indy goes up, and so, you know, he's basically doing all the work. Right. He uh, sees the train, the family Right, because they stop, and they see the train literally right up there on the mountain. Right. And as soon as they get up the mountain, it's gone. Exactly. They're like, what? Because originally, they didn't intend to find the train right there. So, you know, Indy's like, cover your ears, right, as, you know, they actually test it. And this thing is insane. It's yeah, huge. It's super loud. It's so it's so powerful. It moves the train backwards. You know exactly. And so then they start following the train, and also, like you said, the train ends up disappearing. Right. And originally they're like, "Where did the train go?" Now something I wanted to mention before we move on to this, when when it moved back the train. We couldn't actually see that it was a train. We all we saw is the cannon. I actually thought that the track was right next to a boat because that would happen on a boat, you know, like a boat uh, that has a big yeah. cannon. And then we move back. Now, obviously, we see it's a train, but I thought it was a boat at first, which is kind of interesting because if you think about it, that would happen in the water too, you know, it moves exactly. back like that. But obviously, we see, you know, it's a train. And as you were saying, it disappears. And the, and he's like, well, it really is a phantom train, you know? Yeah, and so they eventually meet up and they find that not on either end right. there's no train there and so they all talk to like what trains just don't disappear right and so they just kind of sit down and relax and, and you he's know, going through the toilet paper right and, and notices he's like look for something suspicious meanwhile they're trying to figure out what's going to go on what right. they're going to do next and he's like look through the paper and he's like all this just doesn't seem abnormal this right. just seems normal right and, you know, he's like, blah, 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 you know, 40 lines of, you know, telegraph. And they're like, what? Uh, and so they're like, that's a long amount of telegraph. And so one of the guys there, you know, grabs a knife, uh, digs through the sand, Fine. finds the line. Right. And so they gar- start going down the entire track and uh, going, you know, down the whole track, digging up, you know, the telegraph and things like that. Right. And they hit a dead end. They're, they're like, a dead end. Right. And so it actually goes under the track onto the other side and goes to the dead end and they're like wait a second this is the dead end you know what's going on here so they find the telegraph and eventually it ends right right? and then they come to the dead end and it looks like the mountain right right? this was really interesting and this is so cool i don't actually something i wanted to ask you do you think this is a map painting or not the mountain or do you probably well i don't know because 
he does cut through it. Right. So I'm not really sure, but it was kind of interesting to see that because it didn't look too real at first. No, it didn't. It It didn't look too real. And going off of that, this was a really interesting scene. I thought this was super cool. This, I would love to build something like this, you know, like a secret, a secret huge bunker carved out of the side of a mountain and keep it hiding like this. They're like, He's like, wait a second. He pushes against it and it moves. Exactly. And so he grabs his knife and starts cutting through and opens this huge door to the bunker. And we see that kind of, you know, ominous theme as they, dun, 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 you know, as we actually see the front of the train right there. Right. The big, huge thing I really liked about this is it shocked me, too. Yeah. Like, it's one of those things where it's like, it, it wasn't clearly obvious what had happened to the train here right, right. It, it, it was kind of shocking to the audience and i like that they added that kind of element of it as well so definitely then they go through this area and this i thought was one of the most was was maybe the coolest scene in the entire thing right i really like this next kind of 10 minutes here when they're actually going through the train so immediately they're they all... try to pass the guards and basically the objective is here set the charges let's get out of here right you know they've infiltrated the germans now we need to blow up the train and leave that's our mission here, right? You know, exactly. to make sure they can't get the cannon to wherever they're going, right? Yeah. And so, um, they the, also something I wanted to mention. Now, this is this will come up later, but there's also uh, a song here that is very scary that plays for like a few seconds. That sounds like a song from Mass of Evil, as we'll hear later when we review that. Yeah. I just wanted to mention that. Interesting. Um, yeah. But, you know, they they start. Um, they start, you know, uh, what do you call it? They start rigging the train with a bunch of explosives, right? And and the, and then all of a sudden, they get a, the um, German officer gets a call. And, and that was a really cool old radio machine, by the way. Yeah, I really liked that was it. awesome. It's like a telegraph but a phone at the same time. It was kind of. It was really cool. Yeah, it was because they definitely used like authentic sets, you know, old antiques. Oh yeah, right? definitely. Uh, and, I, and I thought that was really cool. So then the Germans are inside. So immediately they start going all over the place, right, to set the charges, and. For whatever reason, they get the call and they know there's guys in here infiltrating the area. Right. So they get the message goes through. The men wake up, and everyone starts running through the tunnel. And they're like, "Okay, guys, we gotta go." Right. right. So they finally set the charge. They set the timer, and they all run and they meet up at the door. Yeah. And they do. the door's locked. Right. And so the other two guys come and like, "What are you doing waiting here?" And they're like, "The door's locked. We can't get through. The charges are gonna blow. We're stuck in the mountain. We gotta get out of here." And so only to realize there's a few seconds left. The timer goes off. Nothing happens. Nothing happens. It's a faulty timer. And he's like, well, now we got to set it again. Exactly. And he's like, you know, and they thought originally that maybe it was because the dynamite was wet. So then they go out again and they set the last charge, right? Uh, They fix it again. And this time they're like, okay, you know what? New plan. Fix the charges, set the timer. Indy, you're going to. Uh, you can actually get in the front compartment right. of the train. You can't let the train leave the tunnel, right? Right. Get get in the front compartment. We'll set the charges, right? Because, again, the men are on the top of the train here. Right. And inside. The uh, the actual old and bold crew and Indy and everyone else are on the side here, going mm-hmm. along this kind of the inside of the mountain right. with the track. So they start setting the charges, and then the train starts going. Right. And they're like, oh, great. So... Originally, it was just, they thought that they were coming after them, but really they were just getting the train ready to leave. Right. So, you know, as the train leaves the tunnel, right, and Indy is still on the train and everybody else grabs on, they're like, we gotta leave. I mean, we Right, we so can't. they set the final charges. And... Right, and they just grab on, and the, and something I wanted to mention here, when they, when the, you know, mountain opens. That was cool. They, it, like, the, the, the ground just flips up to expose all this check, I'm like... That is so cool. That is so. It was so cool. And you know the 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 ending. Uh, what do you, I don't yeah, know like the you, dead end thing. Right. Yeah. It just folds open. I'm like, that is so. That was so. Cool. That was, that's one of those scenes where it's like, you know, you really. They put a lot of time and effort exactly. into that, right? It's, it's like, one of those scenes that's really awesome. And right. So, uh, you know, they have this whole plan up, I and mean, you know, they're like, follow our signal, right? And meanwhile, these guys didn't know Indy. Right. right. He was like, oh, I'm just replacing this other guy, you know. Sif, right. right. And so he was actually the one digging the coal and putting it in there. Now, something I want to mention, he says he's repla- replacing whoever the co- the coal guy is. Where's the coal guy? Like, if he's not actually sick, where is he? Oh, uh, yeah. That's, that's why, <laughs> something I was like, uh... Yeah, that's why okay. they... Exactly. And so they get on secretly, and, you know, like you said, we see the track uncover. And this is one of those things that I, I really kind of felt as we were going through this one, 
And one of the reasons I think that this episode really got interesting with the whole train scene, it was such a fast and dangerous operation. Right, it was. It's you know, very time sensitive, right? It really was. And that's what gave it that sense of almost urgency. Right. Right. And it made it feel very, very authentic. And I really liked that. So now we really start getting into the actual, you know, uh, you know, main right. kind of climax here. And meanwhile, the Germans notice that the old and the bull is, you know, kind of taking control of this train by this point. Right, I mean, they're punching guys off the train. Right, they're like, excuse me, you know, just start punching some guys, exactly. He's like, excuse me, boom, you know, right right off the train. Right off the train, exactly. And uh, the Germans kind of know what's going on. So they they start shooting at the engine, right? You know, they start shooting at the engine and something in the front, I believe. Yeah, exactly. And meanwhile, it's, you know, now we've got some of the guys on the top, some of the guys still on the sides, right? They're shooting at each other, you know, they're throwing punches. This While the train is moving... You know what? That's one of the things that I love. They could have just made this, you know, oh, Indian, the old and the bull get the train. Right. The fact that there was kind of a big boss fight going on on this moving train. Right. With the whole time urgency thing of we got to get this gun blown up. Right. That was just great. And you know what? The, the writer to this episode did a really good job. Yes. In getting us interested and in giving us kind of a variety of almost like, I guess, action sequences in a yeah, sense. Yeah. Some of this was slow, some of it was funny dialogue, and now you've got this really large, heavy chase scene, which, I mean, to think about that they were climbing on the side of this, fighting, shooting, all this stuff's going on on this moving train. Right. And, you know, they're trying to disconnect the engine and the front cars from the back because the back is about to blow up, right? right? The, the crew actually gets to the front now, and meanwhile, India has punched the two guys out of there. Right, know? I mean, they're long and, gone. He's controlling the train. Right, and so he's like, okay, what's now? And he's like, you're the train expert here. <laughs> he's like, this is the accelerator, this is the brake, blah, 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 yeah. blah, blah. And so, you know, they disconnect him, and he's like, whoa, one of the guy, one of the old and the mold guys is still on the back train. Right. And then they lasso the back of the train. Right, as Indy runs across the top, right, they, they blow up that section, right, they set the charges, uh, they decide to disconnect the train now. Right. right. Because now that the train's going, they can't just blow up the whole train. Right. So they just blow up that back section of the train where the gun is itself. And what I liked is that they had Indy run across the top of the train because it reminded me of, and I think you actually brought this up a little bit earlier, uh, the Young Indy Prologue from Last Crusade. Right. Right, him running across the top of that train again. You know, it really brought back the memory of him it, against Fedora and the Great Robbers. Yeah, and it really does. Classic Indy feel. Right. Yeah, really, it's really that classic indie feel. It reminds me a lot of Last Crusade. Yeah, and also, too, in this scene with the whole train, I like that they incorporate a lot of the physical forces, too. Yes, the yes, they do. The whole idea of breaking the couplings, lassoing on, using actual things to kind of solve this whole, you know, dilemma here that they have. Right. Now, speaking of the lasso, I also thought this was a really cool scene. Uh, he's like, you got a tightrope across. And he's like, What? Right, because there's one of the guys is still on on the back and part of the right train. Right before that, actually, you'll notice uh, we haven't been mentioning this, uh, but the uh, famous Wilhelm scream, uh, yes. which appears in so many movies, actually appears in a few of the young indie episodes, and they also appear, I think, in Lucas's Star Wars movies as well. Uh, but you'll notice right before he gets on the rope, there is that Wilhelm scream when. Uh, he punches the guy and he gets off the train. Right. You hear that Wilhelm scream there. And I think there was one in Trenches of Hell, but I don't think I noticed it or we didn't mention yeah, it. Yeah, we didn't mention it. But you may have found one in there. And Demons of Deception, I think there was one yes, as well. Yes, there was in there definitely too. a few there. Um, right. Now, something I wanted to mention. I don't know. He gets some bar that so he can balance. Yeah. But he just picks it up. So I'm like, is he ripping stuff out of the train? Right. <laughs> so I didn't know where he got it from, but I just thought that was funny. He just he just pulls it out of nowhere. Right. And originally we were like, what what is he doing with this bar? Because we because you know we just thought maybe he'd jump or something. But right. Is he gonna? This is one of those scenes. You know, it was so cool. Right. And I like how they shot this too. The cinematography of it. You know, we don't really talk about the cinematography that much in this show, but it is really really nice and. They actually, if you notice, the quality of the show is sometimes a little bit grainy. It's not the most clear because they had to spend so much money on the locations and everything right. else. But at least the cinematography of it, I like this scene. They shot it kind of almost from, like, ground level up as you see him walking across. Meanwhile, you've got five guys, I think, on the front engine from the old and the bold shooting, 
all of the Germans on the other end. Because, again, some of the Germans have fallen off the train. Others are still shooting the engine, right? Right. Because the coupling has been broken. Right. And only the rope is separating these two, you know, sections of, of the area. So, meanwhile, you've got, you know, still Germans fighting at each other where he's trying to walk across the rope. Right. And he walks across the rope with his bar, and the music, right, of course, plays along with the whole thing. You know, uh, Indy's like, jump, 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 right as they get there. Right. And he manages to, I, I mean, think about this. You've got Germans in the old and the bold fighting at each other. You right. Know, throwing stuff, shooting. The train is going so fast. Right. Indy's yelling at him. He's, the, you know, the tra- think about how fast his train is going. He's walking on a rope in single file line, balancing on this thing, and just barely gets across. This is one of those scenes, it, it's like uh, the ball in Raiders. Right, yeah. You, you take it for granted, but you, you never see things like that. And, yeah. And, and, like, that's one of those scenes I think that's like, wow, you know, that physical aspect of the right. show. I love that, that scene. That, that might have been my favorite scene from the episode. It definitely was. It's, it, you know, it's very, it's very... It's so it's, unique. It's so unique, yes. It's very unique to this episode especially because, you know... I don't know if I could tight r- walk across a tightrope on a train going 200 miles an hour speeding down a track. Right, exactly. I don't think I could. I don't know if you could, but... Right, I'm exactly. Ne- I mean, this is one of those things that's like, wow, that is a good scene that really gets you hooked into the story. Right. Exactly, and I really love that. So, uh, then, they they're cut, stuck in the other end. They, they, cut cut the, they cut the coupling and the rope. And the train doesn't blow up. Right. Just the back half of it does, not the gun itself. And they're like, well, we can't ha- let the Germans have it. Right, and because then this is when they're like, Indy, you were the one who got the dynamite wet. This is all your fault. And so uh, they just keep on going, and you know they're all kind of in the front engine here, and they're like, well, what are we going to do? And Indy's like, we're not letting them have them gun. We've got to go back for it. And they're like, go back for it. And he scrams on the brake, goes in full reverse with the train. <laughs> and they're like, he's coming back, and they all start running. because right, they, they start running off. Some of them start shooting at the train. So they go back, and Indy actually couples the train back together, goes, you know, he's going in full reverse now. Then, I mean, he's like, let's ride, you know? I mean, right. he's going right through it. And that was another great thing, too, is they, they take control of the train, uh, and they go without the Germans this time, right? And so uh, they decide to actually just keep the train. Right. right? Because they're like, how are we going to blow this up? And they notice a German army the, at the other end. Right. They're about to go forward, and they're like, that's the entire German army. Exactly. We're screwed. Yeah. So they just, you know, they're like, what are we going to do? He's like, Indy, give me some steam so we can, so they can escape without the Germans noticing. And that's what they do. They end up... They end up escaping. Indy just barely makes it out before the Germans are there. Exactly. And they're they're like, well, what happened? And they're like, oh, they're all cheering. And then comes the most amazing scene, in my opinion. Right. So, meanwhile, then they actually have this full force of German, you know, guys standing here. And they're like, all right, well, we can't outrun them. Right. So then they basically just kind of like surrender almost. Yeah. And give the train to them. And so this is kind of the end. And so there's the great scene actually on this mountain. When all of them in India are standing there, yeah, uh, it's it's a great it's a great shot. And so, if you remember, um, back from Passion for Life, Frederick Salou, the whole idea here was remember he was one of the best marksmen. Yes, he, he was. was really good at shooting. Right, I used to be the best shot in Africa. And they recharge the train, and well, meanwhile the-, the Germans start taking off all the charges. And, you know, he says, give me your gun. They're like, I, I think he said, you know, you know, 500 meters away from this thing. There's no way you can make There's it. There's no way you can make that shot. Um, and he looks at it, right? He's, look, he's trying to figure out what to shoot. And you see, you know, the, the shot of his eye and, you know, him moving the gun. And this is another one of those scenes, like the tightrope. It was like, wow, this was a great scene. You'll notice... Uh, he gets ready, right? I mean, you can tell how far the train is oh, to, yeah. from the like mountain. Oh, yeah. What he does is one of the guys, one of the soldiers on the train itself, grabs one of the things of dynamite, tosses it up in the air to try to, you know, he's, you know, tossing it out of the train, like, over the bridge. And, you know, he pulls the trigger and just barely shoots the dynamite right before he throws it over the train. Right. I mean, and you see the shot through, like, the 
through the actual scope of the gun, right. you see the guy, his hand, and, like, you know, the actual dynamite in the top right. corner. He shoots it, blows the whole thing up. Right, because, you know, it's still... Before he throws it off the train, it's still connected to all the other ones, blows up the entire train, you know, a bunch of Germans are scattering everywhere, and they're like, ha-ha! Right, we got it! Right, they're like, all celebrating, They're all right? celebrating, and Indy's just stunned, right? Indy's like... I, that was one of the best scenes. Right. I, I really, really liked it. I thought it was just, like, it was so unexpected, you know? It, yeah, definitely. It was it, really cool. It is. You know, it's very... There, it, you know, it's it's awesome. I w- that would be awesome to see, you know, someone trying... I, I mean, I know I could not make a shot that far. I know. It's it's one of those things, too, again, you know, it's it's a little bit unrealistic, but it adds that fun to it. Right. I mean, it's kind of like trying to make a half-court shot with basketball. I mean, right, like, it's like a one-in-a-million chance, almost, you know? Like, exactly. And so, you know, going off of that, then uh, this, you know, th- that's kind of it. Right. right? And At least for this mission. Right. And <laughs> so one of the things that, you know, you kind of take away from this first half here right. is this whole idea of... Make it up as you go. Right. right. Because if you said, let's go get the Phantom Train and, you know, shoot at one thing of dynamite from 500 meters away, that wasn't the original plan here. Right? They had this whole thing worked out. So that was one of the cool things that I liked about this. And so uh, they march back. Right? They march back over the beach. Right? right? Everyone and, notice and, them. And he's like, is that who I think it is? It is! And they all start cheering, you know, like... Exactly. Uh, the heroes. And so... And Remy like, is clearly upset when they get back. Right, Remy's like, oh. He's like, oh, great. But, uh, you know, the commander there and, you know, the, the other commander, the doctor from Trenches of Hell, uh, you know, he goes, that was a well-deserved victory. Right. You know, you have all uh, done a great job. And, you know, what I really found interesting is the idea of the old and the bold crew. Just yes. the fact that they had formed their own, you know, crew together. Yeah. And yet are still working for the British Army. I right. really liked that. I thought it added a little bit of a fun element to it. That is so like, awesome. Like, they're the special heroes of, right. of the British Army. I really enjoyed that thoroughly as well. Also, something that I wanted to mention. When he gets back and Remy's mad, he's like, you said you were gone for a few days. You've been gone for a week and a half. Right. He's, <laughs> he's like, well, a few things came up. Sorry. Yeah, you know? a few things came up. You know, you should meet the Old and the Bold. They're great guys. You know? Right. Yeah, I which that was hilarious. leads them to their next mission with the Old and the Bold, which is partly getting back to the um, Belgian Army, you know? Exactly. So, Originally, they decide, uh, you know, Indy's like, we gotta get back to the Belgian army. But they go down, and meanwhile, the guys and the commanders are debriefing on a new mission. You know, they're off, right? Yep, off yet again with the old and the bold. Now, they're like, well, we have to be in disguises if the Germans are gonna, you know, trust us or, exactly. you know. Or even let us through at any point. Right. Now, something I wanted to mention. The costumes and the disguises for this is so hilarious. Yeah, I mean, it's just wild. Like, you know, Remy's not buying the whole thing at all. Yeah, right? I mean, it's they're hilarious. like, well, uh, this is all we got. So exactly. Let's continue, so, you know, you know, they, they uh, pretend to be settlers, and they notice a horse off in the distance. Someone's right. riding on the horse. And so, you know, Salute shoots the saddle of the horse. Right. So, you know, whoever it is falls off. And uh, we figure out it's Margaret, who was one of the best aviators in Africa. Yeah, I mean, she's a very good pilot for the Germans. Right, and so apparently they know each other, right? Right. And so Indy's like, oh, wow, then, you know, uh, you know, we, here, here's a new, you know, girl I can have, and so he's yeah. like, yeah, let me help you up, and so, you know, she just kicks him right out of Right, there. I mean, she's, <laughs> he's trying to woo her the entire time. Indy deserved it, let's be honest. I mean, I mean to he, be he really fair, did. I, I mean, I love how the old and the bold also, when he goes, he's like, oh, Margaret might want some food, you know, as they're settling, because they've taken her prisoner, otherwise she'll report back to the Germans what they're doing. Exactly, so that's when they go to the camp area. Right, they've gone to the camp, it's nighttime, and Indy, Indy's like, maybe she wants some food, so he takes some to her, and it, and then it's like, oh, they're almost dating, you know, spoon feeding her, and and she's like, I think that's quite enough. I want my, I want my, you know, whatever back for. You know, she's a very interesting character because she is. She, she did not like Indy at all. And you know what I found hilarious out of all this, because there's that one scene when they're in the wagon, and if you look at the side of the shot here, the entire old the bold crew is looking over, right? They're right. Like, What's going on over here? <laughs> right. I mean, I love how Indy goes in there, and they're like. They just look. They just look at Indy, and they look at each other, and they're like, "This is a terrible idea." Indy right. is a, in, Indy is and so dumb. When for Indy doing looks this. back, it's funny because they were all, you know, looking at him, the and, they time. and they all just go, and they all just go and eat dinner, right? And so uh, they go back and you know to the camp here, and you know, uh, they continue their trek southwest, and all of a sudden, uh, some German guards arrive, right? And they're like, "We need to search your wagon," and he's like, "Why?" And he's like. 
Well, because I said so. And right, and, it, and you know, so this, uh, Margaret and one of the other guys, they actually hide in this bottom portion right. of the wagon uh, so that they don't know that she's there and they've captured her. Right. Um, and so one of the things that's interesting about this is uh, that they search the whole wagon. There's nothing there. And then they get taken into this German camp. Right, because he's like, it's all clear. And he's like, is this your wife? Pulls it, and it's like they're disguised, right? right? Exactly, right. And they so they get taken. They right. get taken. Pre- they get taken to jail, you know. Right, and they get there, and the officer there clearly knows Salu, and they definitely seem like longtime rivals because there's this dialogue section which is very interesting. Um, you know, Salu's kind of using a little bit of sarcasm, right? You know, like through the whole thing, right? right? Like it's finally nice to meet you in person. He's exactly, like, it's, all that. Know, it's stuff. my pleasure, you know. All right, the- exactly, and so eventually. They be, they're sentenced to get shot. Right. Right out of there. So Now, know. something I liked about this, he's like, make them comfortable. Like, they start off like, oh. Right. Make them comfortable. Give them a nice meal. A nice meal. Shoot them in the morning. You know, right, exactly. and they're all like, oh. uh, Excuse me. Meanwhile, Remy's <laughs> yeah. furious. Right. Right. He starts yelling at Indy, you know. Right. He says one thing that's hilarious. He, uh, you know, he goes, um, uh, he, he said, oh, yeah. You know, he says, uh, this is, you know, this is all your fault. How is it my fault? And Indy, and Remy's like, oh, no, sorry. It's always been your fault. <laughs> <laughs> and I, yeah, that was hilarious. Right, exactly. It's such a Remy thing to say. Yes. And so, you know, they, they go from just trekking in a wagon in the Southwest to now all of a sudden being in a German camp. Keep in mind that one of the guys from the old and the bold crew is still in the wagon. Right. From that entire time. So he comes and actually... Uh, in the middle, like in the night, jumps out. Right. Now... Something I wanted to mention. This kind of reminds me of like uh, the Trojans and the you know um, when they jump out of the horse, which you know happened a long time ago. But it kind of reminds me. It's kind of the see. same thing, yeah. you know, like you know, wait until night to jump out and attack exactly. or free Indy in this case. Right. He jumps out. Gra- he's he he um I forget where he goes, but he goes and he gra- he's like, give me the keys. Right. Goes right to the uh, chamber. Right. Right to the chamber. Frees them all. He's like working perfectly. You know, mm-hmm. and because they obviously expected this to happen, right? Yeah. You know, um, they had planned this entire thing, and so they go out, right? Uh, they've been, t- uh, they they're free, right? And they go into this hut, right? And he's like, "What are you doing? Like, we gotta get out of here, right?" And then we realize that Von Leto's in there, right? Uh, and that's the whole reason. And so, uh, and and uh, Margaret also escapes, but gets caught. So, meanwhile, they go in and kidnap him. And this is when Indy realizes the whole dual mission, right? He's like, yeah. so, are you kidding me? We have to do all this now. <laughs> and right. And so, that's when he finds out that this was, you know, he was basically, like, conned into the whole thing. And so now, uh, when they realize that Von Ludd was taken, basically, like, havoc breaks out. Right. Right, in this whole camp area. And now you've got uh, some of them get in the car. Uh, Remy and Indy punch soldiers as they, uh, they're with Von Ludwig. Right, in the, and then they jump into this balloon, well, basket. Right. Which they don't know is a hot air balloon until later, and it's like, it's, um, it's like, and they're like, where's Von Ludwig? And he's like, I'm in here. And then he's like, you're not very good at being a prisoner, are you? <laughs> <laughs> right, and so this, I like that they incorporated this hot air balloon scene. I thought it was kind of interesting. Yes. I really liked it because it's, it's it was kind of a fun twist on the whole thing, right? You could have just had, you know, them fighting a couple punches in the car. And right. All this kind of stuff. Now, all of a sudden, you've got this whole kind of different atmosphere, and I really liked that. So, uh, they're, then all these soldiers start trying to, as the, you know, the air balloon is rising, right, they all start to climb into the basket and get in. Right, they're trying to, and then he's just throwing them out, you know, punching them out. Right. And they eventually take off and start sailing over, right? Right, and so the rest of the guys are in the truck, and they're like, right. where's Indy? And they see him as he's taking off, he's like... Why didn't you meet us in the truck? And he's like, I got, I got sidetracked. Right. And I just, that's a hilarious quote. And I that got, was also the same scene with uh, the quote from today. Watch out for the motorcycles. They better watch out for me. Right. As, oh, he, as, as you know, he's driving right against the motorcycles. They're coming back. He's like, well, too bad. I was Donald's gonna... hilarious. Donald is so funny. He might be my favorite guy from the old and the bowl. Yeah, like, I mean, he's, hilarious. he's literally a classic old geezer who just doesn't care, and he's like, whatever I'm going to do, I'm going to do it, whether you're in my way or not. Right, you know, and, he's, got, he's got those old one-liners that are, that are great. And right. So then, you know, they get pulled. In Indy, this is another great scene, I thought. Talk, we talked about the physical ones uh, with the tightrope. Indy gets pulled out by a soldier, just like, right, right down, and he just barely grabs on to one of the dangling ropes. Right. And so they, meanwhile, they start fighting and punching, and Remy grabs one of the sandbags, just barely hits the enemy, 
He goes down. Indy climbs back up. Uh, they start throwing the sandbags out, and you know they're like, "We did it! We got it!" Uh, and uh, and then really? they're upset that he's in the air. And so you know, because the old and the bold crew, they start seeing him take off, and they have this scene in which they start going higher as uh, the rest of the guys get in the truck and go closer to the balloon. And then we have like you know like a this whole argument. With them screaming at each other from the balloon to the plane. This was, it, it was hilarious. It was you know? so hilarious, You know, yes. like, get down here, you know. The ropes weren't connected, and Remy's like, you know, you're the idiot here, you know. All yeah, this like, stuff. basically like, blaming Indy, and he's blaming he's like, Remy. again, it's my fault. Uh, you know, you're, st- and then, you know, uh, Salu's like, you're stealing my prisoner. And Indy's like, all right, Remy, throw him over. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and all this kind of stuff. And, you know, the, uh, that that whole physical action with the whole comedy you know, right. aspect there. And so the German truck and soldiers come, and, and then, you know, they're like, we got to get out of here. Right. And meanwhile, the balloon flies away towards the moon, and it turns to daytime. And uh, we start, Indian, you know, Remy start talking to Von Leto. Right. And, you know, they're they're talking about, like, what, why, you know, like, you're you're our prisoner now. You're And he's like, are we heading, you know, nor- I can't remember. It was like north or south. Yeah. yeah, north or south. And he's like, we're heading south towards the Germans. And he's like, give me that. Oh, we're heading north. You know they have right, a mini they cele- the compass. Right. They have a mini celebration until they see basically the entire German army is behind them. Right. And they're like, "Oh crap!" Right. They're like, "Great!" And so uh, they start shooting down the balloon. Right. And so Indy climbs up in another great physical sequence. Yeah. Loved the stunts and fights in this one. Um, right. He goes up, starts patching the holes. Right. And meanwhile, Remy's starting to drop the boxes to lose the weight. Right. We right. got to get up. We got to get up. Right. And what I found was interesting about this whole scene, and also kind of towards the end of this episode, is how you know Von Leto and Indian Remy like they just talk to each other. You right. Know what I mean? They're not like, like fighting. They're just... they're not fighting or anything. And I found it interesting because the whole point was you know capture Von Leto. Right. But Indy wasn't sure why they were capturing Von Leto. So. You know, Von Leto was just kind of tagging along with Indy. Right. Right? And I found it kind of a little bit odd, though, that Von Leto didn't do anything. He yeah. almost stood there and almost kind of had that evil demeanor type. Right. You know? Whereas, like, he could have escaped in two yeah. seconds. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it was almost that idea of, you know, you think about, like, good versus evil. Right. But if good versus evil are next to each other, it almost becomes neutral. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I, and I kind of liked, but also didn't like that they included that. It really, yeah. I mean, it's very, very interesting. You know, it's, I, I love how they included that. So, you know, as they're crash landing, they're like, they're just talking like, like nothing's going on. Like, exactly. Like it's like just a regular old stroll in the woods, you know? Precisely. And so, and as they're on the balloon, let me transition into uh, a part in which we forgot that Margaret escaped this whole time. Right. So now she's actually in the German plane and starts shooting at the balloon. Right. After the, I mean, the German army has had to, um, right as they're about to surrender, the German army has had to turn around because they can't drive off a cliff as the hot air balloons is up exactly. in the air. Exactly. So then the German plane starts. You know, Margaret's like, it's like is that a German plane? Oh, it's a German plane. Right. And you know, Colonial, uh the what's the guy's name? Von Leto. Von Leto. He's very happy because he's like, oh, I'm about to get rescued. Not really. Yeah. And so Remy gets this great shot at Margaret, and she, it, yeah, he's like, haha, she went down. Well, she still has a little bit left, so she turns around, and then he's like, give me the gun. He's like, and he, he holds it up in the air, and he's like, you're not you're not going to be able to make the shot. Well, he was right about one thing. You're not going to be able to make the shot, because Indy instead shoots a big hole in the top of the balloon, right, which of the makes balloon. them basically drop to the ground. Exactly. So, I mean, I, and then, you know, of course, it's the whole idea with Remy being mad at him, you know, was, you know, hey, oh, this is your fault. You just shot a big hole through the balloon. Right. You know? <laughs> and He's so, like, I don't have any more patches. You can't patch it. Right. You know? But I did like the 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 idea of uh, the whole plane thing with the plane coming at the balloon. Both of these things in the air, right? Because at first you're like, Indy has nothing. But then you know, there's that gun in the plane. Remy gets that fantastic shot. Right. right? And that was a great shot. Right. Something. Something I want to mention, right before uh, Margaret shoots the balloon, right before Indy shoots, you know, Margaret in the plane, uh, Remy's like, I don't got any, you, I don't have any more patches, you can't let her shoot us. Right. Meanwhile, she shoots about ten holes in the balloon in about, in the matter of like three seconds. Right, and that was one of the crucial things that actually gets the balloon to fall. Right. right? And Von Leto has a very high self-esteem, right? Yes. He's very, you know, you know we, we, we see that pretty clearly on from early, early on here, and so... The balloon falls, and they all get out, right? And 
you know, meanwhile, this is, again, one of that whole thing with good and evil next to each other creates neutral, right? They basically are together for the next few hours here. Right. And so they see these lions blocking the whole path because the guns are over there. And they actually manage to scare them away. Oh, right? they do. Remember? So they manage to scare them away, and they go to pick up the guns, and then they start walking through the desert, basically. And uh, they eat at this camp, and again, one of those interesting things here, that, that this kind of contradiction and almost juxtaposition here, of having Indy and Remy at a campsite, right, you know, like camping out, you know, cooking yeah. food, with a German military officer who they were trying to defeat. Right. Like, that whole contradiction, I, I thought that was really interesting. It was very interesting, you know, like, they're, once they've crashed in the in Margaret's Town, you know, they're, it's very interesting, like, Von Leto and Indian Remy, they're, like, not, they're not, they're trying to survive, which yeah, we'll see almost, later. It's almost that chance to survive. Right, it's kind like. Kind of overtaking the whole motive. It's like, once we survive, then we'll get to capturing you, but for right, right get now. Right, down to the bottom of business. Right. right. But for right now, they are, they need to survive and, and, you know, escape these lions that are about to eat them. Right, and we see more of these beautiful landscapes as they walk around, and we see a local tribe there. Yes. And they immediately start to fight at them. Now, you know what, you know who this is? It reminds me of the Havotos tribesmen from, right. um, and, the and, Vitos, right. and also it's ironic that Belloc is in, that the actor for Belloc is in this one, right? Right, exactly. That because, you know, it's like, it's only if you, if only you spoke Havitos, but right. it's whatever tribesmen, and they ask, you know, um, they ask him, he's like, what, are they on our side or your side? And he's like, they're, they're on no one's side. They're on no one's side. Exactly. We, he's like, just act natural and walk through. Well, that lasts about five seconds. They're like, okay, run. Right, and <laughs> they start running away. Meanwhile, the German plane comes back right. this time and actually lands. And so this is when things start to get serious. Indy immediately pulls out a gun and aims at Vaughn. Right. Right. And then Margaret aims at Indy. Right. And meanwhile, this is when Remy, you know, this is when there's that scene when the plane goes over them, barely. Right. And all of them duck into kind of the prairie area. And so Remy's still sitting there. And then uh, Indy kind of weighs the options, right? There was that whole motif. Right. He was talking about, like, why, how did you become such a good, you know, German military officer? And he's like, well, option one, option two, weigh the consequences. And so Indy does that. He says, well, you know, if I shoot you right now, I'm going to get shot by Margaret, right? Right. And so he goes through all of the options, and he says, well, since I'm here alone with Remy... And I was never given a strict order by my officer. I'm gonna let you go. Right. And so that's what happens there. And so he's like, "I'll let you go as long as you make sure the German army doesn't capture me and I get back to my unit." Exactly. And they, I, I like this. Really? Because they kind of, they're kind of like friends for a minute almost. That's the one thing I wanted to ask you about. Did you like that? Because you know, he I gives him the compass at the end. Yeah, he's like, "You're gonna need this." Right, it was only, that almost kind of like that bonding moment, right? In a sense, with letting him go. I mean, he was close to shooting him. I mean, he's and I, he, like, he he's like, good luck, right? right. I mean, he. Not, I I guess they're saying this because they're they're lucky to both be alive right. after the tribesmen and you know all that. You know, Margaret was shooting at the balloon, but she also could have shot you know, Von Leto. Von Leto, right? You know, she could have shot Von Leto, and that could have you know. That could have had serious consequences. Exactly. So they're like, if we all drop our weapons and we go our separate ways, we'll be fine. Exactly. And so they let him go, gives him the compass, and uh, then, as Indy and Remy are walking for two days, <laughs> trying to find their way back, they get picked up by the on the mole, the like, 21st Royal Fusiliers. And they're like, need a ride? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then as the great old Nabol theme plays into the credits, uh, they jump on, and Remy's like, oh, these guys again, right? And, you know, Indy... Jumps right on, uh, and they, the van goes off to the distance, and that concludes Chapter 10, The Phantom Train of Doom, uh, the, the one of the only hour and a half episodes with a long, uh, big adventure. Yes. And what do we think of this one? I love this episode. I love it a lot. It's so cool. I mean, here's the thing. There's the old and the bold. There's the, there's the Von Leto scene. There's, there's just so many action-packed scenes. Like, here, we went from them walking in the forest... We went from them, you know, hijacking a German train to them capturing Von Leto. Like, there's so much action in this small episode, even though it's only it's an hour and thirty minutes. There's so much action, so many different things happening. I love it. Yeah, I that's personally great. love it. I I really thought 
again, I agree with you. Love the action here. One of the big things I took away from this one is just how unique it was. And I want to give a lot of credit to writer Frank Darabont. He also wrote Travels with Father, which I know is another one of your favorites. Yes. He is responsible for writing a lot of episodes in this one. He is probably the most highly acclaimed writer that worked on this show. He worked on Young Indy. He actually wrote one of these scripts for Crystal Skull. Unfortunately, it never made the final cut. But he did write one of the original scripts for Crystal Skull that supposedly Harrison Ford and Spielberg like, but it was Lucas who was the holdout. And I and, you Thanks, know, Lucas. Right, anyway. exactly. And the more I watch these Young Indy episodes and some of the ones that he's done the more that makes me a little bit upset. Like, these, I, I, just the idea behind the episode is so unique, like we said, so different than the other episodes. I like how they went from Europe to Africa, the change in location, and the little things, the detail in this one. Some of these scenes, like we said, the tightrope, him uh, in the balloon, shooting uh, the piece of dynamite to blow up the train, uh, the comic relief of the old and the bold. Right. Uh, Indy and Remy, uh, you know, kind of having a little bit of a, it, you know, different relationship now as they're kind of fighting a little bit. That was, I think, as as much as, it, you know, it may have not been the best, it was definitely important in the story. And then you also have Indy and Von Leto, and like you said, that very interesting end, ending scene there. I really like this one a lot. Few things I didn't like about it, I, I wasn't a huge fan of Indy in the first half here. I thought it would have been, you know, a little bit more int intriguing if you went along with the Old and the Bold, didn't yeah. like the script choices there. Uh, I also wasn't... I'm not sure if I really liked or didn't. I can't really decide if I liked the whole Von Leto portion at the end. It seemed... Uh, it's interesting. It, it wasn't so much that it was slow and that they were just in a balloon. I just found it kind of a little bit unrealistic and almost to the point where they made it seem like Von Leto was this, like, you know, super, super, you know, dangerous German military officer. We have to get him. Right. To the point where, you know, they let him go in the end. Right. Right? I just, I, I wasn't so sure if I liked the contradiction. But overall, I think this is one of the best ones we've seen yet. It's very exciting and has a lot of that indie action. Yes. And overall, I just think it's so unique. Yeah. Speaking, since you were saying Travels of Father, uh, we made a mistake when we recorded that. It, that is one of the one hour and 30 minute TV show uh, movies. Yes. Good thing you brought that up. We did mention the transition. And as we were going back, again, uh, the show tried to get almost like quote unquote resurrected. Uh, in a sense. So some of them had TV movies in 1994, right. uh, which aired you know, just on random days for an hour and 30 minutes. Some of them were actually an hour and 30 minutes included in the regular season. Right. For example, Mystery of the Blues, uh, one of the later ones, was actually an original part of the show, but just an hour and 30 minutes. So uh, although it had two different locations, yes, good thing you brought that up. That was the mistake we made. Travels with Father was another one of those ones that was long. And again, also written by Frank Darabont there. Right. So, um, I think overall this was a great and interesting episode. Uh, if you like what you saw here, make sure to check out our website. We have a website in which we post links uh, to some great indie content, um, as well as uh, you know uh, we have a blog on the podcast as well. You can contact us if you want to reach us or uh, give us any ideas for future episodes. And we also have uh, all of our podcast episodes listed, as well as the quotes and uh, music used in each episode, if you're interested yes. in that. And of course, uh, we'll definitely be doing a soundtrack review for this one and co continuing on with Young Indy in the future. So thanks again for joining us, and we'll be back with another episode next week as always. Once again, I'm Max. And I'm Will. And until next time, so long, Dr. Jones. <laughs>